Hello everyone and welcome to the very first edition of NFT 305, a brand new podcast presented to you by NFT Rumors. My name is Lucas, your co-host. And I'm Alec. NFT 305 is going to be an extension of our platform, NFT Rumors. Find us on Twitter or at nftrumors.com. Basically, we're going to bring you up-to-the-minute updates about everything NFT, everything crypto, and everything Miami. Uh, Really excited to show you some of the exclusive content that can only be found here in Miami, such as professors, entrepreneurs, and other industry professionals. Yeah, so in the meantime, make sure you check us out on Twitter at NFT Rumors, also our website, nftrumors.com. We're going to be uh, covering all of the Bitcoin conferences and all the different decentralization events and NFT meetups going on this week. Uh, So stay tuned for some exclusive content from that. And we're looking forward to uh, starting this with you guys. We just wanted to get started here, uh, just give her a little bit of an introduction uh, into me and Alec, um, you know, what we're doing around the podcast and, you know, what kind of information we're going to bring you. So uh, my, I guess, first, you know, getting my foot into crypto started about a year ago. Um, I'd always, always known about, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, the different cryptocurrencies, uh, but I never really understood the technologies behind it. Uh, once I once I decided to really sit down, read the white papers, and figure out the actual blockchain and what benefits it can do for you know countless different industries, uh, that's really when the doors opened up and I learned more about NFTs, uh, tokenizing digital assets, uh, things like that. And uh, me and Alec, we be- we both agree that you know NFTs are something that aren't going away. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the crash that's happening right now, um, but NFTs are here to stay, and yeah, Alec, you want to chime in? Yeah, so my story is more or less the same. Uh, you know, you've always heard of Bitcoin, uh, but over the last year, I started to learn more about it, got involved, especially here in Miami. Uh, plenty of tech startups everywhere, got involved with a couple mm-hmm. of startups, uh, really immersed myself in the land, and uh, to me personally, NFTs... I think the use case cryptocurrencies, the use case NFTs are really something that's going to change uh, the way we do business in the world around us. Uh, if you look at crypto, uh, things like Helium um, that have like real world potential, I think those are really exciting. I think NFTs as well uh, are definitely here to stay. And so we're both just really excited about this technology, excited to bring you sort of our perspective. Uh, being here on the ground floor in Miami, uh, we get access to some of the projects, some of the people out here. Um, that I didn't even know existed before all this started, honestly. But I think for NFTs, really, uh, we we haven't even you know scratched the surface of what's to come. I mean, it's so early for the entire crypto space, um, and especially NFTs. We saw you know in March things like Beeple's art project um, selling for what sixty nine million dollars. Yeah. Um, it's stuff like that, and you know now a couple months past that the market has pretty much completely crashed uh, about 90%. Um, So just, you know, looking at that, uh, May 3rd was the 
biggest NFT uh, sales in one day. There are over a hundred million dollars in sales for just NFTs in that one day. And to put that into perspective, last week there were only 19.4 million in NFT sales. So, you know, that's at least an 80% drop. And I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, and I, I think that kind of isn't a surprise to anybody. Um, obviously, over the last few months, uh, you kind of see inflated expectations, inflated prices, uh, whether it be in NFTs, cryptos, or even really equities. Um, I mean, obviously, you have stuff like GameStop and AMC, but I think throughout the market, everyone's sort of uh, putting, putting a lot of money into it. Uh, you know, retail investors driving up prices and everything like that. And so it was to be expected um, that the volume, the prices were going to come down. Uh, you know, I was thinking about the Gardner hype cycle. Uh, and how there's the period of inflated expectations. And I really think that's sort of what we saw with NFTs. Like you said, we're only scratching the surface. Um, this first few months, whenever they might have gone mainstream, and everybody in the world started finding out about them and seeing, oh my gosh, this is so much potential. Um, obviously, it comes with territory that new technology, lots of money. I mean, you see what Tesla and Apple all did during 2020. Um, but I do think that right now is the time where you're going to start to see like more authentic, genuine projects begin to be developed. They might not be as mainstream. You might not hear about them until uh, you, but you might not even know about them. Uh, I know there's a lot of corporate and B2B projects being developed right now um, because blockchain really is just has so much potential um, to help in every way, shape and form. And so I really do think that NFTs from here on out are going to begin to be developed more authentically. Um, the prices might not be as volatile. They might not be the most attractive investment opportunity. But at the end of the day, uh, you got to look at the conversation of is crypto or NFTs an investment or are they a technology um, that's here to stay and really change the way we do business, change the way we live our lives? I think that, I mean, for me personally, I completely fell into the hype as well. And, you know, the March NFT bubble, I was spending too much money on little pixelated NFTs that I would find on OpenSea that I was like, I'm gonna get these now and in three months. I mean, they're, pic they're like pictures of like Loch Ness monsters and yeah. like, you know, crypto bread, like stuff like that, Bob Ross punks. Um, There's just so much like crap projects mm -hmm. that, you know, at the time, I'm still gonna hold on to them just cause there's no point in selling them now. They're already completely devalued, but you know, we'll see what happens. And uh, I think that for NFTs, the, the real projects that, you know, have legs and the companies that are, you know, you look at like Dapper Labs with NBA Top Shot, um, you know, NFTs can crash 90%, but they are still valued at seven plus billion dollars as a company. Mm. Um, so I think the technology is really just inevitable. And as more you know, companies realize this, I mean, everyone's moving into it. We're right. seeing every sports league. They're just trying to get behind the hype while they can. Um, but we're really just scratching the surface. We're at the tip of the spear here. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see where it, where it continues to go. Yeah, and j just to clarify, I know obviously right now we're talking about use case NFTs. Tickets, stuff like NBA Top Shot, where that might be a collectible, but it is backed by the NBA. It does have sort of a mainstream following. Um, 
but I was really excited. I, I had the opportunity to meet uh, some NFT artists over the last few months um, and really discuss. And that's when I started to realize, kind of like you said, uh, anybody can post something on OpenSea. Um, you know, I, I had a couple pieces out there, uh, mm. a little bit of graphic design work myself. Uh, didn't sell well. Ah. Um, but I started to meet some genuine artists, and that's when I started to realize that there's a community behind NFTs that are genuinely passionate about the art, and they actually appreciate it. They don't see it as an investment opportunity. They see it as a new form of expression, a new era of digital uh, art and expression. And I just, I'm really excited by that. And I'm really excited, kind of like I said, like this period that, oh, you might see it as, oh, okay, the bubble burst, whatever. Um, I think this is where you're going to start to see the takeoff of genuine art, genuine crypto art, mm -hmm. genuine NFT projects that are being developed because right. they don't need to uh, fit the narrative. They don't need you to pump and dump them, whatever it might be. They're, they're being developed because the people behind them are very passionate about what they're doing. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes out of this. Yeah. And for artists in general, it's opening the doors to, I mean, if you had a physical piece of art beforehand, when that gets sold on a secondary market, you know, once it basically leaves your hands, you're never seeing that again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's giving power back to the artists where they can, you know, profit off of their work, you know, getting past the different collectors. Um, and I guess that's a good segue for uh, actually on, what was that Tuesday night? Yep. Uh, today's Thursday. Um, on Tuesday night, me and Alec, we, uh, the Bitcoin conference is here this week in Miami. So me and Alec, we attended the NFTs.tips um, NFT like launch showcase. Yeah, Dadeware. Yeah, it was at Dadeware, uh, just outside of Brickle. And it was a pretty cool event, what'd you think of it? Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting because everybody there, the artists were genuine artists. And kind of listening to their background, obviously um, not everybody starts off their art career as an NFT artist. A lot of them were, so to say, legacy artists or uh, graphic designers, whatever it might have been. And they sort of saw this new era, this new opportunity, and really took the bull by the horns uh, and jumped in. And I thought it was really interesting, uh, kind of looking at the different pieces uh, that they had there. Some of them were very modern, futuristic looking, reminiscent sort of of Beeple, mm -hmm. um, some, some of his pieces, whereas others were sort of more traditional, abstract, contemporary. Um, and I thought it was a very interesting kind of dynamic because you really realize that NFT art doesn't have to be uh, a flaming cheeseburger on Mars. Mm -hmm. It could be sort of what you would traditionally think of as art. But I don't know, what, what was your take on the art pieces that we saw? Yeah, I mean, I think just the fact, uh, just to give you perspective, you walk into the, uh, it was at Dadeware, which is like just an apparel store. Um, and they were showcasing, I mean, since all the NFTs are digital, uh, they were just showcasing them on like two TV screens up above. Um, and it was, you know, just the opportunities for artists like in the digital space is there's more stuff to do. I mean, you're not working with just a canvas and you know whatever pens, mm -hmm. whatever artists use. Um, you know, you can have moving you know pictures. You can have gifts. You can basically just do a lot more than just a still canvas. Um, and I think that's that's something that going forward I mean selling it also as like a tokenized asset is really cool but also being able to like you know immerse yourself um, I was talking to a couple artists who were discussing chakras and stuff like that um, you know you can't do that with regular paintings right. but hey you get you get it on a TV screen and you unlock my eighth chakra but 
Yeah, and I, I think another cool thing that NFTs bring to the art landscape that might not have been there traditionally is sort of this integration of a physical and digital version that are both sort of equally as valued. Because um, I think normally if you look at, if you have a Mona Lisa, uh, you sure. can have a picture of it, but that's not the Mona Lisa. Right. Um, with NFTs, however, uh, I know there's a couple artists there, I've met some artists in the past who uh, they originally begin with a physical piece and then they convert it into a digital version. They, they tokenize it, uh, they might animate it, um, things like that, and then they might integrate it, the physical piece as unlockable content whenever you buy the NFT. And I think that's really exciting because it's sort of adding value to traditional art. Instead of an initial piece, you now have a digital version and a physical version, and then depending on the buyer, uh, what do you value more, what do you appreciate, how can you display them and still have both versions be authentically uh, sentimentally valued yeah and, and say that um you know it's the nft space for artists i think it is one of the bigger spaces right now but say it doesn't take off and you know artists continue uh just doing physical work i think that having something on the blockchain in general that uh you know can just verify its authenticity in general mm -hmm. you know that's been a problem before with fake pieces of art um i think that kind of goes into one of the bigger use cases for NFTs in general is now on the blockchain, you can fully authenticate something. Right. Um, and you've never been able to do that before. I think that, you know, big, like, I'm thinking like fashion industry, like big designer brands, mm -hmm. like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, like one of those, if you buy a thousand dollar handbag or however much they cost, um, and they give you an NFT alongside of it just to, I mean, someone can still go ahead and fake, you know, fake that handbag. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that NFT that fully verifies it, then, you know, it's fake. Right. And I actually wrote a paper about this a while back um, regarding Nike and the sneaker industry. And not only can you authenticate that the secondary market purchase is an authentic uh, Nike, Gucci, whatever purchase. Um, but the original seller corporation can actually set price caps um, on some of these NFTs to kind of protect uh, their true customer base from price gouging, whatever it might be. Because I believe with sneakers, the average secondary resale is about a 40% markup. Okay. And where in the case of art, um, they might be incentivized to want to resell at a higher price. If I'm a corporation and I want to sell my shoes, my bags, my shirts, to my authentic customer base, make sure that they aren't buying fake clothing or paying unfair prices, NFTs is the only way to do that. Um, and I think that's really exciting. We can definitely go more into the, the fashion industry um, later on. I know today's episode is more uh, in regards to art, uh, but it's very similar. Um, you can always provide that authentication in the secondary market. You can provide uh, pricing protections for customers and then also, I know some of the artists were mentioning the other day, the incentives for the artists in terms of secondary market commissions, not having to split the initial fee um, with the auction house, that's really going to change everything. And especially in 2020, when you see a rise in the gig economy, everybody working from home, mm -hmm. uh, trying to find any way yep. to get by. Um, I think NFTs have done a lot of good uh, for society and provide a lot of opportunities. Yeah. I mean, people, we're seeing it all over the country right now. People don't want to work. I mean, you put us in a pandemic for, for 16, 17 months and everyone's working at home and you open up again and companies are struggling to find 
people to hire because you know why would you do it when you can just you know make banks selling nfts or something like that it's the good life yeah uh, but i mean at the uh, nft tips event on tuesday night we saw i mean it was just cool seeing all the excitement around you know the crypto blockchain scene mm-hmm. in miami i mean so, miami um you know with the help from like mayor suarez uh, we've seen things like that. Like yesterday, he hosted a community panel right. for Bitcoin Week. Uh, Pomp was on it. Um, a whole bunch of OG Bitcoiners and crypto people. But uh, it's just, you know, having a, a mayor in Miami who not only loves the city as much as he does, but also knows and understands blockchain and loves that. Um, right. It's just a good recipe for success. and. I think, you know, Miami's leveraging itself pretty good there. Yeah, no, and I, I totally agree. I, I think on at the event on Tuesday, almost everyone we spoke to uh, was from out of state. They were in town just for the week. And what I thought was really interesting was that most of them didn't even have tickets to the conference. They were just here because they want to be a part of this community. Mm-hmm. They've heard about Miami, the tech scene, and they want to come check it out for themselves. And I think it's just a really great community of People always hustling, people always uh, starting new businesses, especially in the tech space. And it's not just entrepreneurs, like you really see big corporations start to sort of shift. And I know Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, uh, you see Austin starting to pick up. Uh, But living in Miami, especially over the last year, I think New York is starting to migrate down here. I know uh, Blackstone opened a technology office here in Southern Florida. Um, The amount of Wall Street um, that we have met just out on the streets, uh, simply saying, you know what, COVID, taxes, I just want to come live in Miami. Um, it's the yeah. good life. It's it, Yeah, really. The I mean, going from, I actually wrote an article about this yesterday. Uh, it's up on nftrumors.com. You should check it out. Um, in the last year, you know, more people have come to Miami. And of all the the newcomers into Miami, 30% of them are from New York. And the highest percentage of a city behind that is San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are getting priced out of San Francisco with the pandemic. People didn't want to live in, you know, tiny four store uh, walk ups in the city where you're cramped and you're paying a ton of money, um, you know, move to move to Brickell and you got your ocean views and you can be on the beach in 10 minutes. Um, but I think that there's a mix of this capital coming in from New York, like with Blackstone and stuff like that. Um, this Northeast capital kind of mixed with this, you know, West Coast, Silicon Valley, uh, like developer scene, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a great combination of how these projects are going to take off and them putting their flag down in Miami and saying, we're going to do it here and we're going to support each other. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. I don't think Miami wants to become like the new Silicon Valley. I think, I think we're, we are our own thing. Yeah. So I don't think it's, yeah, it's not like, um, you know, Silicon Valley, we saw how that worked and, you know, a lot of people in the area got priced out and there is, you know, just exorbitant price increases just when you have all that, you know, these big companies that are popping off. But, um, yeah, I don't think Miami wants to essentially be that, but they do want to be a support, um, also in the state of Florida, you know, no income tax. It's a great spot. The weather's beautiful. You know, put your money on Miami. I, I would agree with all of that. But yeah, so if you're in Miami this week, make sure you come out to the Bitcoin conference or at least some of the satellite events. I know today NFT Lounge is hosting a number of events. Uh, 
we are going to attend the opening night party uh, later this afternoon, as well as an augmented reality palm tree NFT drop tonight. Uh, so definitely check those out. And if you're interested in learning more about the artists uh, that we were talking about earlier, uh, make sure you check out our Twitter. Uh, we posted links to the Showtime uh, portfolios that they have, as well as links to a couple of uh, aggregated schedules um, of everything NFT going on this week. But yeah. Yeah, so check out check that out on our Twitter uh, at NFT Rumors. Um, we're pretty excited for these events tonight and just the weekend in general. Uh, there's a lot going on and definitely check out those schedules. It's a good, it's a good resource for you know, everything that's going on this week. There's a lot of free events. There's a lot of paid events. Uh, you know, you can find anything that you're looking for if you're looking to, if you're looking to party, if you're looking to, you know, network, if you're looking to just, you know, chat around with some, you know, like-minded people, um, you know, check it out. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to NFT 305. Um, this is a work in progress. This is our first episode. So, you know, let us know what you want to see, what kind of content, uh, what guests you would like to hear from. Uh, we are working with uh, a number of people in the crypto community that will be joining us very soon on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, in the meantime, make sure you like, subscribe, tell your friends, shout outs from the rooftops, um, you know, anything. NFT305, uh, check us out on Twitter at NFT Rumors. Uh, check out our website, nftrumors.com. And thanks for listening. Peace.